Hi, y'all. Happy February. It's birthday month, and I celebrated big this weekend. So I am bringing you a reload of one of my favorite episodes, the episode on people-pleasing, where I had two of my coach friends as guests, and we talked about people-pleasing and why we do it and what it looks like. So enjoy this reload, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. Welcome to the Curate Your Life with Demetria podcast, where we focus on curating your life and image from the inside out so the life you're living matches the life you dream about. This is episode 10, and we're talking about people-pleasing. This was not my original plan for episode 10, but I'm talking to two coach friends and we have the ultimate people pleasing story, I think. So I'm Demetria, I'm your host, and with me, I have Christina Gonzalez and Shanna Pizer. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves really quickly, and then we'll get back to what people pleasing is and the best example ever. So Christina, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm Christina Gonzalez. And um, am I telling who I am? I'm, I'm the Curvy Curl Dating Coach. And I am a people pleaser. But no, I am the Curvy Girl Dating Coach. And I people pleased over my vacation last weekend when I was on vacation with my boyfriend. So it'll be fun and exciting. It is a fun and exciting story. Okay. And Shanna Pizer introduce yourself, please. Hello, I am Shanna Pizer of Shanna Pizer Coaching, and I am a Christian life and weight loss coach, and I am not a people pleaser. And I think I am a reformed people pleaser. I think I am a work in progress, but I do think that kind of my new motto is if somebody has to be unhappy, why does it have to be me? So I'm working on that from a place of love, not from a place of um, meanness or mean spiritedness, but from a place of love, if somebody has to be unhappy, it does not have to be me. So people pleasing, I would say my easy definition is when you are not true to yourself to make somebody else happy, that would be my definition. So Shanna, what's yours? I think it is trying to control somebody else's emotions by doing something that you think can control their emotions. Like we want them to be happy. We want them to be happy with us. So we do whatever it is, go along with them, do the thing that we don't want to do. It's really saying yes, when we mean no, or saying no, when we mean yes, and just kind of going along with things, even when we don't want to. Yes. It's not being your own advocate, not having your own back, shoving things down. Christina, what would be your? Well, as a people pleaser, I do agree. (laughs) I am an aware people pleaser (laughs) and also a work in progress. And I'm really improving on my people pleasing skills when I like have time but this story, I didn't really have time. <laughs> kind of. There's there's some yeses and nos in that whole thing, but we'll see in a second. 
But um, yeah, I just like what Shanna says, um, when you really, when you say yes, even though you mean no, or you're uncomfortable about something, but you don't want to make the other person feel bad. So you just give in. So when you're just like giving into things that don't feel authentic to you or don't feel honest and good to you um, for the sake of like sacrificing, you know, who you are for, um, for another person to be happy. So I definitely think that is what I really believe in people pleasing is. And I've learned to start noticing it, but I still am definitely a work in progress. Yeah. And I think we all do it to some extent as humans, right? Because we, even as a coach, I sometimes still think that I can make somebody happy or I can make somebody feel something. And if you listen to, I think it was podcast number eight on feelings, you know that you are in control of your feelings. It's what you are thinking about a certain situation. So you can't make somebody happy, but I think it's human nature to want to please somebody. So we were talking, we're planning something for you guys, for their um, clients and just our general audience. So we were talking and working on that. Christina just got back from vacation and she told us a story. We decided to interrupt our regularly scheduled broadcast for this story. So I'm going to let Christina take it away and tell us her story. Okay. I don't even know where to start, but I guess I'll just start as, you know, try to get to the point as much as possible. So the backstory is I went with my boyfriend and we went to Universal Studios in Orlando for our very first big vacation, which was very exciting as a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, I'm a dating coach. So that's all exciting for me to do all those things. But anyhow, so first big vacation. I've been planning it out for months. It's been such a big deal for everything to work out perfectly. And, you know, I've just organized it to the T. Um, our first night we went to Halloween Horror Nights, uh, which was an awesome event, a bunch of like haunted houses. And they had a couple of rides that were open. And one of them was called Rip Ride Rocket. And it didn't look like they have this like first, like really long drop. That's not really my thing. So my boyfriend's a thrill, like roller coaster guy. He loves all that action. And he was so excited to write it. And, uh, that night I was like doing everything to like, not have to go on. (laughs) So just procrastinating and walking slower and taking breaks and, saying I was hungry. And then finally, thank goodness, instead of just saying, I don't want to write it. I just, you know, try to come up with all these excuses to like not write it. And then it was closed by the time we got to that, you know, point in the, in the night. And I was just so happy and like, thank you, Jesus, this was shut down. You know, I I saved myself from one more day from writing this ride that I didn't want to ride in the first place. But I never really, I mean, I gave him like some hints, like, I don't know if that's for me. I'm not really sure if I like it. You know, I don't really like big drops, but I never really said, I'm not doing this. And so moving forward the next day, uh, we stayed at a premier hotel that was there. Um, So if you stay at premier hotels on Hard Rock property, you get early entry And so I went, we got early entry into the park at 8am and then they have two rides, like also, okay, backstory. So also as a guest at those hotels, you get not only early entry, but you get the, um, 
the opportunity to have express passes so we can go through the lines faster. So the two rides that don't have express passes when you have early entry are Hagrid's and Velocicoaster. So those are the ones that everybody at the hotels are trying to get to. So we did the Hagrid's, we did Harry Potter World, it was awesome. We go to Velocicoaster and I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't really know about this. I don't like rides that go upside down. I don't like things that spin in circles. And, you know, my boyfriend's awesome. He believes I can do anything. He loves to like encourage me. He's like, you can do this. It's just two minutes of your life. Look at these little kids. They're 10 year old, 12 year old kids. They're riding this ride. You can do this. It's okay. So I'm like, okay, you're right. I can do this. No problem. Then there's like a test seat. Like, you know, I go and like try the test seat because I really was trying to find any kind of excuse to not be able to ride it. And I, the test seat turned green. So I was able to get into it. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Like we're, we're in line. We're going to do this. So the whole time I'm like, you know, telling myself we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So we get in line, we get there and I get in line and I get in the seat and the guy's like pushing the seat down to try to lock it. And I'm terrified and freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, this shit's not unlocked. I'm sorry if I cussed. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. Sorry. Um, but I was like, this is not locked. I'm really scared and it was locked, but I was really, really, really scared that I was not going to be safe on this ride. And it just goes. So it's going, I shut my eyes immediately and we're going through this thing. And I'm like, like praying and crying and freaking out. And I'm like, hoping this is going to end soon. It was this whole pure terror like just, it was just an awful feeling the whole time. So then like at the very end of the roller coaster, it just like does that little stop. And then you hear the sound, you know, like it's over and you hear the tracks and I just puke and I, it was projectile and I just cover my mouth and I just like held it in my hand and just ate it because <laughs> I didn't want to make a mess on the roller coaster. And I didn't want anybody to know that I just puked all over myself. So I just like gobbled it up like a gross person. And so then I like, just like my boyfriend's all excited. He looks at me and he's like, oh my God, that's so fun. And he sees me and I have my, my mouth like covered with my hands and he sees me and he knows that there's something wrong because I have my mouth covered. And I just puked again. And it's like going through my fingers, like going spraying all over my face and all over my shirt. And he was like, oh crap. And he felt so bad. And I just went, just puked all over the place. And we like finally get to the track where they're like ending the ride. Right. And I have to get out and like did it one more time. And then the people that were going to sit in my seat were like, oh my God. And I'm just crying and I just have my mouth covered and my boyfriend like tells the girl like the attendant there the team leader and she he was like oh my god she just threw up like we need to you know get the ride cleaned up and I walk out and she was like we have a code five in row two and so embarrassed so we run downstairs and at the beginning of the ride they make you put all your things in a locker to, in like safekeeping 
And he come, like we come out and I'm panicking. I'm trying to cover my shirt because I don't want anybody to see me. And I'm crying and I don't know what I look like because I don't know just what my face or what my hair looks like or anything. And I'm just like trying to cover my shirt and my body because I I just don't even want to look down at myself. And we're in this panic to try to like unlock the lockers and we don't know what badge we used and we can't get the lockers. We're freaking out. And the like attendant comes and we're like screaming at him and he's giving us an attitude because he thinks we're morons at the time, but we're just in such a panic. And we finally get our stuff and I run to the bathroom and I like took my shirt and I sprayed it, like cleaned it out in the sink. And we walked back to the hotel and I just apologized. I cried and it was just a nightmare. Okay. So I heard two and you, you missed one from the story before. So one, you didn't want to make a mess. Right. I did not want to make a mess. Yeah. And so I, consumed my own. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm so sorry. But see, and I'm apologizing because I don't want to hurt your freaking feelings. So there's another people pleasing. You person. apologize. But anyways, so I didn't want to make a mess on the ride that on a piece of plastic that somebody can spray down and dry off in two seconds. And not only to mention that as we're going through the lockers and freaking out and panicking about trying to get our stuff back, like the attendants go in the, and they're like, excuse me, but we have a temporary delay on this ride. So totally know that that's my fault and feeling guilty about that. Cause I caused a delay on a ride of people that are already waiting in line for a half an hour, but who cares? I just puked on myself and ate my puke because I, like, I don't want somebody to be delayed in their 30 minute ride. Right. And you told us that you were willing to just wash your shirt off and keep going with the day. Yes. My boyfriend was like, no, we're going to go back to the hotel and and take a minute. (laughs) I was going to just wash my shirt off. It was the dry fit shirt in the sink and be like, let's do this. Come on, let's go. We got the rest of the day going. And he was like, no, you need time to like sit and like revisit how you feel and shower and just decide how you want to plan the rest of the day. And I didn't even give myself the opportunity to give, give myself that I was just ready to go because we just had to keep going. And I think I know this about you. I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think had it been anybody else, you would have been like, okay, we got to do this, 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 and this to take care of the other person. Oh yeah. If so, if it was my best friend or if it was him that puked and ate their own puke, like I would have been like, no, 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 we got to take care of you. We're going to clean you up. We're going to go buy you a t-shirt and get you a new fresh one. We're going to throw this one away. We can go back to the hotel. I don't care if it costs a hundred dollars to go leave the park and come back and park and whatever, if you need to sleep, who cares about the express passes? Who cares about anything else? Like we'll just, if you need to sleep it off and stay in the hotel, then that's what we're going to do. I would have been willing to like bend over backwards and do anything to comfort the person that that had happened to, you know, and I didn't even want to do that for myself or even think about it. Yeah. And I I think that happens a lot as women, I think as women more than as men, but I think that happens a lot as women that we just give, 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 and we forget to, that we need to take for ourselves. 
and not even take, just claim. Maybe that's yeah. a better word because it's okay because you have to, I love the, the analogy that you have to fill up your cup before you can share with somebody else. So I personally would have Nobody been asking for a medic before I, I moved. Well, I got on the ride, but I'm like medic. So I would have held up the ride a whole lot longer. So Shanna, you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I think like a whole, and Christina, God bless you. <laughs> you are a people pleaser work in progress. And I also, I think that like the, what you really wanted was your boyfriend to have an amazing experience. Yes. I saw a post that you did on Facebook that he's never really had a vacation. So you were willing to go on this terrifying roller coaster that you did not want to go on and then eat your own puke. So gross. <laughs> and then like not it. even that you were willing to clean your shirt off in a sink in the bathroom at the end of the ride and keep going on your day so that your boyfriend would have a good vacation. <laughs> yeah. Rather sure. than speaking up and asking for like what you needed in like any of those moments at any time in those moments. Yeah. Well, thank goodness he's amazing and like could figure out things for me. <laughs> not saying that like I can't think, I'm not like saying I can't figure in that moment. Myself, but yeah, in that moment, like the people pleasing was like a thousand percent. And I that's just what the priority was for me at the time was like, I want to make sure that like you have a great time. Like I've been here before I've been on the rides. It's cool. Like whatever you haven't. So somebody's going to have a good time. Like that's literally what I was thinking. Well, and I would imagine too, that you want it to enjoy it as well. I mean, well, you yeah. thought like, if he enjoys it, you'll enjoy it. Or if he enjoys it, I'll enjoy it. You know? Right. I mean, I was thinking I ruined the whole weekend and, you know, we spent so much time and energy and money and like budgeting and planning to come to this. And I just ruined it all. You know, it was like the 72 hours of a vacation and I ruined it in like hour 24, you know? And so it just, you know, I really felt like I was this bad person. I didn't feel like a person that was sick on a ride. I felt like I was a horrible person for ruining vacation. And it wasn't even the case at all. Right. Not the case at all. All right. Thank you for sharing that story. We asked. She was not Thank just pleasing you. us. I think, I think it's important, right? Like this is a dramatic story, but think about in your life where you people please, where you say yes when you really say want to say no, and where you say no when you want to say yes, when you're just not having your own back, when you're not taking care of yourself like you should be taking care of yourself. Right. Well, like you said at the very beginning, you said, if anybody's going to be, you know, uncomfortable or upset, it's going to be the other person and not me. That's a perfect example. Like I could have just been like, you know what? I'm not going to ride this ride. I don't like these rides. They don't make me feel comfortable. I I'm not sure that I could ride it anyways. Like I, I don't want to ride it. 
he could have been uncomfortable and gone and stood in line for himself and, you know, rode the ride for two minutes of his own life while my life was safe and feeling okay. But I chose to like be miserable for two minutes. It's just two minutes. And I still chose to be miserable instead of just speaking up for myself for two minutes and letting him feel the discomfort, which at the end, it would have been great. He would have had a great time and then he wouldn't have felt bad and we wouldn't have had a whole thing. And we could have just kept moving on and not had a crying clothes change shower intermission and just kept moving on throughout the day. But I didn't want to speak up for myself. So it's a great point when you say if anybody's going to be uncomfortable, it's got it. It's somebody else, not me. And well, you can just totally ask the question. Yeah. Who, why does it have to be me? It doesn't right. have to. And you might sometimes if it's your kid, maybe, maybe you will take on that discomfort. Maybe you want to, but you don't always have to. It's worth the question. Shannon, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, if we're not practicing not being people pleasers in the little things, in the little day-to-day things. Um, and I can't even think of an example right now, but if we're not practicing in little ways, then when it comes to that big moment where your boyfriend's like, come on, let's go on this ride. It's going to be so fun. You're going to love it. Then you don't have that, that foundation of being true to yourself to say no in that bigger, highly emotionally charged moment. So I think it's important to find the smaller ways to speak up, be true to yourself in your daily life so that when those bigger opportunities come, you're more likely to be able to speak up and say, no, thank you. I'm good. And let them decide whether they want to go on the roller coaster by themselves or not. Yeah. And we, we both learned a lot about each other that day. Like he told me, like he caught me and called me out on the people pleasing, you know, and cause he knows it's something that I'm working on as well. But he was just like, he was like, I should have known. He's like, you downplayed the whole thing. And you're like, mm, I don't really like those rides. You didn't say that you would be violently ill and puke all over yourself on a ride. You know, he was like, there's a huge difference in mm, I don't like it versus I feel like I might die. I'm terrified of my life and I'm going to puke on myself. He's like, there's a huge like difference. He was like, so you're not even like, how could I know of anything if you're not even speaking up that much? He was like, I had no idea and I should have known because I know that you're you people please. He's like, but I just kept going and encouraging you. Because I, you know, just thought that you were just genuinely not interested in the ride, not like terrified. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. Because again, I think this was, it was a big example, but I think it's a really, really good example that people would think, oh, I wouldn't do that. But think about where you do it. Where do you do it? Yeah. But that's the thing, like, I had no idea that all those things were people pleasing. Like at the time I was just, it were just like actions because those are actions that I've practiced my whole life of like, 
you know, making sure that the team members aren't uncomfortable and making sure my boyfriend is enjoying his vacation and making sure like, I'm just always checking up on other people where I'm not checking up on myself. That's how my brain naturally works because I've never practiced anything else. So now that I notice things, I notice things when I have time, when I'm on a roller coaster and I feel like I'm going to die, I have so much adrenaline. People pleasing is not on my top priority of things that I'm thinking about. So it just happened. So yes, it is an extreme example, but it goes to show that when you're teaching your brain certain things and that's natural to you, that it's going to happen in those extreme situations as well. So whenever you throw up on a ride, I'm just saying, don't act like you want to do it. Like, just like what I did, which is for people, please. And please don't eat your own throw up. Don't do that. I don't recommend it because it made me puke three more times. Yeah, not necessary. Okay. So thank you again for sharing that with us. I am going to put information on where to find Shanna and Christina in the show notes. If you want to continue the conversation with like-minded women who are creating lives they love, join us in the Curate Your Life Facebook group. Or if you're ready for the tools that will help you build a life you don't feel the need to escape from, schedule a consultation to discover how coaching can benefit you. You can find the links in the show notes. Until next time.